Hello everyone and welcome to this week's edition of Hop and Ball, Jerhoy here in the chair, being ably assisted by Johnny Healy, Pat Hickey and Willie McInerney. Lads, you're all welcome back again for today's edition of Hop and the Ball. Um, the feedback to the show is quite good, uh, so we want people to give us their ideas, uh, give us their criticisms and uh, I think our uh, predictive uh, on games uh, needs to be readjusted so we'll have to discuss that as we go along so this week I think we'd like to start uh, with maybe some exotic sports so let's I think we'll start this week with uh, Formula 1 so Pat where are we at with it? Well the last race year since our last show is the Turkish Grand Prix <coughs> and Hamilton qualified in pole position for it in fact he had no track record in qualifying but um, he was demoted to 10 spaces to 11. So he started 11th on the grid. That was due to the fact that um, he, had a, he had a penalty clause because of an extra engine use, which, which um, they knew the team were prepared to take a hit. So he started in 11th, and uh, his um, Bottas was in, was in pole in his teammate, and Verstappen, Verstappen was in, in the front row grid as well. So the race went on. Obviously, Hamilton had to work hard to get back up the field, but it turned out anyway, it was an interesting enough race. Um, Bottas won his, the Grand Prix. He's, um, obviously, he's a teammate of, of Hamilton's. Verstappen was second, but the real drama was when about, at one stage, most of the team, the drivers came in for a change, tyre change. Hamilton was chasing furiously, getting gone back up along places and he refused to come in. He disobeyed his engineer's request to come in, stayed out for a number, number of laps, but eventually had to come in. The tires were wearing, yeah. yeah. But he eventually finished fifth. No, he wasn't happy. But his, his team was adamant if he hadn't come in, he would have finished lower than fifth. So at least he got to five. He to got to five, the fi- yeah, yeah, yeah. So it finished up anyway that first uh, Rappen was first in Red Bull. His teammate Perez was second. Um, no, but sorry, Bottas, Bottas was first, Verstappen was second, Perez, that's uh, Verstappen's teammate, was third, Lettrick driving a Ferrari was fourth, Hamilton was fifth. So basically after the Turkish Grand Prix, Verstappen is uh, is back in front, obviously, okay. after coming That's second, 262.5, this 0.5 is a bit of a... Yeah, uh, that came uh, from yeah, the cancelled race. Yeah, it came from the, yeah, the Belgium one, yeah, and Hamilton is in second in 256.5, and the constructors in Mercedes are in 433.5, and Red Bull are in 397.5. So next next on the agenda for them is uh, over to America for the US Grand Prix. Okay. And the other thing so far, so, sorry, Pat. So what's it? Six six point five between them, or is it? Yeah, yeah. Three four thirty three three ninety seven. Yeah. My, my old match and, and the five is cancels out each other. Head. Yeah, yeah. So we were talking about a long, a long while back, and we'd kind of written off what we were saying. Verstappen's car was better, a lot better, and you know we we were saying that. Uh, it was kind of a nearly a foregone conclusion, but it's going to go right to the wire now. It is. He, he's putting up a ferocious battle, to, uh, anyways, indeed, Johnny. We, we still think, <coughs> I think, I still think first rep and we'll yeah. end up with the title. The thing about it is, there's a very fine line between being right and being wrong in that Formula yeah. Formula One. They brought Hamilton in in the Russian one to change his tyres, and he didn't want to go in. He said he had Russell in his sights. He went in, changed his tyres, came back out, and he won the race. He didn't want to win the last day. Stayed out a little bit too long. He may have got up to third, maybe. And I just say maybe. And uh, if he did, you know, to be a lot closer again. Mm. I still maintain Verstappen will win it. Yeah. Now, 
we were off air we were talking and because really drew our attention to this is that they've, they've highlighted a couple of races coming up especially the one coming up next weekend in, in America and uh, all going well Hamilton should win it that uh, that remains to be seen but uh, it is going to be very very tight yeah, yes. and it's it, it's good it's good to see that it is tight because people are back watching it yeah, you is. know Willie you had a you had a <laughs> in, the inside track well it was just just reading up on it and it was yeah. by accident that I came on it and it's it's not it's not Mercedes that are saying this but it's it's guys in the know on the track are saying that, that the American track seems to suit them and they fancied themselves to do well in it and they specifically didn't I can't remember what tracks but they went on to name that they're targeting three of those for wins hoping that Verstappen doesn't do so well you know which they can they can edge those points and then they'll take the other the other three tracks as it comes so you know they still fancy themselves anyway Yeah we saw far in, in, in the whole combined races there's been 16 races and Verstappen has actually seven wins and Hamilton is five but those second places and third places, they're all there's points Pushing. there, like so. That's why there's only the we say two sixty two for first lap and two fifty six, as you say, the six well even out the crucial, point prize, yeah. but there wasn't that much in it. Yeah. But they're crucial as well, the backup points. So not to be written off. But at the moment, as I say, for Strapping with seven wins, Hamilton with five, and four other lads, no Bottas won it, won one last week, have won a, a Grand Prix each. So as I say, the sixth goal, and um, that'll conclude the race. It should be an exciting finish. But myself and Johnny have for a long time been saying for a strap and I think we're not going to change courses no. now, Johnny, at I'm this not stage. Going, I won't change my mind anymore. I'm not either. So I'm well, still saying, despite mm-hmm. Hamilton's best efforts and all, I still think for a strap and will win the world title. Well, except <coughs> in you have the more knowledge, I, I, I have a sneaky feeling for the underdog. So I, I'm mm. sticking with the underdog. Well, you have your race him an underdog now <laughs> well, and he's well, going for a record eight titles. Well... Well, I, I know what it's mean. a contradiction, but he is an underdog in <coughs> yeah, this because yeah. the whole world uh, and, and his dog are saying that Verstappen has it won from earlier and he's hanging in there and I'm thinking for a fellow who has won, he's going for eight, that his old experience might, might you know, yeah. shade it for him when it comes down to it. But it's good for the sport. Brilliant. It's good for the sport that it's so close. Well, you know. Absolutely, we're all glued to Johnny because yeah. other, other years, if somebody's running about it, you yeah. kind of lose interest towards yeah. the end. But uh, the, uh, interesting, and really, I think you've hit the nail in the head there. Will Verstappen be able to withstand the pressure with uh, Hamilton in his rear view mirror all the time? That's, That's the what I'm thinking, yeah. 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 yeah, I don't know, I haven't. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> I'll sit on the fence and let the lads make, make the predictions. Mm. All right, okay, lads. Very good, lads. It's absolutely uh, fa- fascinating to, to, to keep an eye on it. Okay, thanks for that. Okay, will we uh, move off the grid and onto the field? Yes, Okay, yeah. will we go to the oval ball, lads, and rugby season back in swing? All right. Yeah. Um, the rugby, at the moment, um, the last two weekends, Ulster are the only team that have collected full points, bonus points and all, in their yeah. four games. No, I think Johnny. I think you saw the game as well. Munster and Connacht last yeah. weekend. The bit of controversy that match over one of the tries. Munster <coughs> scraped the win, courtesy of a a late conversion by, um, yeah. And the, the, the try. I think Johnny, the try shouldn't be disallowed. What was the team all looking at? The funny thing about it is, I can understand because they have the best. They have the best of, the best of technology. Yeah. There's no great hurry. They can look and look and look and come back, and. Uh, we watching the game. I actually thought it was okay. Yeah. But yeah. when they highlighted yeah. where he was, he was outside. Yeah. yeah. And it cost Connacht. Cost Connacht a second I, win. I you know? just following it. I thought Connacht were nearly the better of the two mm. on the right. I did too. Yeah. It's funny. Every time Connacht come to Tormund Park, 
they come ready for a battle. And Munster know they're coming for a battle, you know. And they were trif- they were trifle unlucky, to be honest. Though. Trifle, trifle unlucky. And there was a couple of ex-Munster players playing <coughs> with Connacht, which added mm-hmm. to the occasion as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well. And um, But look, Ger- Munster, we're not nothing against Munster now, but uh, like that if if a try, if it's offside, that's the TMO's job. Yeah. And uh, as Johnny point, rightly pointed out, there's no panic in, in rugby anyway about waiting to take your time making decisions. You know, and it costs Connacht the game, in my opinion, anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm kind of stuck now, you see, we have referees and umpires here, like, and they'd be seeing the fair side of it. And I'd be looking at it like, you know, that you took your bit of look, and you're dead right, uh, Connacht did come, and, and, and probably for a lot of the game looked a little bit the better side, but isn't Tom and Perk amazing, and Aaron Munster amazing, do you know, did it let it down to the wire there, and kept drilling and drilling away until they got that try. I know they rode their look, I, I definitely agree with you that he was offside. But afterwards, you know what I mean, there's only a score in it and, and they needed that score and when they needed it, you know. I, I think that, like, I, I know it isn't the monster of old, but I think they're building back to it, you know. They're making Tom and Perk a fortress again, you know. They are, there's a lot of the sense of the old monster there, really. Yeah. It's true for you. And the big question for facing <coughs> monster, Jerry, is what are they going to do it in the, the summer when... The South African fella is down. He's going to give the oh, crew shit, and his two-year contract is up, and he's barely kicked the ball in anger for him. I think what was coming out of Munster there is themselves. You know, they were they were highlighting the family. They were highlighting. Might I mention it that it was Anthony Foley's That's fifth right. anniversary, and um, you know, you have to mention that really, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, they did well by him again, um, celebrating his life and and acknowledging him. And uh, I was listening to a sister of his talking and she was saying, you know, that Munster are a family that, you know, you're like, that it was Anthony himself who kind of prompted that kind of stuff. And I think the vibes coming out of there is they're going to stick by him. They're going to get him better. And I would imagine that they'll offer him another contract just that they're that type of club, you know. Yeah, but it's a, it's a business too, <coughs> didn't it? Uh, yeah. And they're not oh, getting much return for the investment. That's, that's what they'd be, I'd be coming from. A hundred percent A lot of the players, not a lot of them, but some of those players that come from the likes of him, that come from those clubs, they're, they're half-crocked when they come. I mean, Christian Cullen, back in the day, hardly played for Munster. <coughs> you know what I mean? And they're on savage money, apparently. Yeah, well, of course they are. Yeah. I, I know you can say that come and, and, and they're half cracked on, but he's been desperately unlucky. I think because of the unluckiness of it and the, the, the type of injury he's got, I think, as I said, that's the vibe coming out of Munster, that they are going to stand by him. I think that they're a very honourable club and I think they want to be seen to be. Like if the guy's contract finishes and they just, you know, I'm sure they'll see medically how it goes. But if they can get him back to fitness, I, I, he will certainly be there for his rehabilitation. And I'd say if his rehabilitation uh, goes well, that'll be pinned on whether he gets another contract or not. Mm. The other side of it is he's, he's an extremely talented player. Sure. And Munster have lost games, tight games. And I'm sure if he was in the ranks in those tight games, they would have won those games. Yeah. He's that sort of player. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Desperately unfortunate. Yeah. Well, Linster, they hammer Scarlets 50-50 in. So, I mean, Scarlets are going through a rough patch. They got slaughtered the week before by Munster, beyond in Wales. And um, Ulster, 26-10. And as I said at the start there, they're the only team with full bonus points in the league. So they're the leading Irish province as well in the thing. Obviously, Connacht lost to Munster. And um, the previous week, like, Connacht um, lost to... The Dragons as well, so they have two losses in a row. So, yeah. they, you know, they, they're they're inclined to be 
they go on a bit of a run and they lose games. They're not consistency is a bit of a problem for Connacht. But um, the one good thing I have noticed in the in the this year, Ger, the provinces are releasing players to their clubs for the AIL league, which is a good thing. Which is a good thing, and it's going to enhance the AIL yeah. league. Like they have too many players now. So in other words, just to keep match fish, they let off some of them yeah. every week. They're doing in Leinster as well, and it's it's good, like you know. The thing to admire about that Munster away game was they made 11, cha- 11 or yeah. 12 changes for that game. Indeed. You know, it'll just tell you the, the strength and depth that they have in the squad. And they put up a, a damn good performance and a damn good score. Yeah. So, you know, that goes well. And the other news, I suppose, then for the national side, Zeebo's back in the squad anyway for the November International, right. which is good to see. Yeah. He obviously has proven in the few games he's played with Munster, Farrell has seen enough and brought him in. He hadn't been brought in initially for no. the initial no, gathering. No, I think the last night we were here, we mentioned the pattern. Yeah, we did, yeah. 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 There was 15 that time and yeah. he wasn't in it. Great no, he's in it for the yeah. November. So it is four yeah. years the last time he was in the squad. Yeah. You know, it's hard to believe to settle into time, yeah. but he was over in France, <coughs> obviously, in the intervening period. But... Well, it's looking like um, Sexton is still captain and that, so, I mean, it, that guy, he's going to, it looks like he's going to be our number one out half for the first year. He's, he's supposed to be carrying an injury at the minute now, what the nature of it is, is it a hip injury or whatever it is, I'm not too sure. So it'll be, it remains to be seen, like, will he be available, you know? Yeah. And, and the other thing about Zebo is you can pl- there's a couple of different positions you can play in. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, and Robbie Hinshaw is injured as, as well at yeah, the moment. Yeah, another man, so. another talented player. Yeah. You know? But like uh, the next protocol for Munster is heading off in November, I think, over to South Africa and yeah. there'll be a different proposition at home. South Africans, the, the two sides, they've been slaughtered really here. They've lost all their games that they've come over and played, but there'll be a different proposition they at will, home, no doubt. They have dry pitches on South Africa mm. and all that yeah. same year, yeah. Definitely. Okay, so the internationals uh, and Zebo is back. <coughs> Great to see uh, him, uh, the internationals being advertised in Zebo and a green jersey again, in fairness. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, um, I suppose more locally, the local Scarif team has taken the field again at the yeah. start of this season uh, in their facility here. And uh, it's a bit of an international team, really, from all the parishes of East Clare, as far as I can see. Yeah. Is it? Let's, yeah. It is, Jerry. Yeah. They're from everywhere. Yeah. Any yeah. club you mentioned in East Clare, they're from and further yeah. afield. Yeah. <coughs> um, well done to Gerard Devaney and, and the gang, like, because they were missing, I know they were missing quite a few. No, they suspected the boys that played or anything like that, but they were missing quite a few because of the the hurling still on running. You know, but when they do have them all, they have a fair, they have a decent side. Plus, their facilities above are becoming second to none. To be fair to them, magnificent, absolutely magnificent. Yeah. So we wish them the best. I mean, (coughs) it's it's great to see lads who would be flaking each other in the hurling field all playing together, playing rugby like you know, it is it is it is mighty, absolutely. Okay. Um. All right, lads. Is that okay from the the rugby front for the time being? All right. Mm -hmm. Okay. We'll move on so to the, the round ball and uh, we have quite a number of areas to cover really with soccer, I suppose. We have the internationals, we have the uh, uh, European Games, we have the Premier League and we have the Irish and we have the local. So local, yeah. Where will we start, Pat? Well, I suppose we, we start with the international scene to <laughs> tie up that first. Um, Ireland to two wins in the last two games. Uh, they, they, they beat Azerbaijan 3-0 and that was in the qualifying group for Qatar and all were out of it but at least it was good to get a win um, over there as well you know considering they threw here with us one all Robinson got two goals now he was the talk of the place the week coming into the game because he answered the question at a press conference that he hadn't got the Covid vaccine and it provoked a lot of comment it even reached Joe Duffy's live line 
Now, Eamon Duffy once said, only people that, real people aren't ringing up Joe Duffy. They're out here and they're living for their families <laughs> and for themselves. He says, not sitting at home ringing up Joe Duffy. And I inclined to agree. You know, I didn't listen to it, but I read about it in the paper. During the course of the conversation, there was a lot of pros and cons that yeah. about, about it. But Duffy mentioned on it that Robinson had... Corbett got more times than he scored for Ireland. I thought it was uncalled for, yeah. but his answer to him that night, he got two goals that night anyway. And the following match, he got a hat-trick got a hat-trick in the trick. friendly against um, Qatar. The, the debate goes on, of course, whether Stephen Kinney will get a new contract or not, but they know the people say they weren't two world beaters that they beat. Like I know they weren't two world beaters, but we'd spoken about this before, and I always felt he was kind of set up. I mean... As I said, I didn't want to go into all the details of all the money that was taken out of it. Yeah. And I'm sure we'd have been heading for higher ground, you know, if we had the money to attract someone. So he was brought in there and he's had a tough time. So, you know, it was nice to see a smile on the man's face. You know, he's a human being after all. And, and you know, there's a lot of unnecessary flack was thrown at him. Like, sure, the man is in there yeah. doing his best. But what he has as well, remember, we don't have too much and we're rebuilding. And it was lovely to see him. For his sake, I was delighted anyway. Yeah, yeah. and Robbie Brady has found a club, which yes. can only be help as well. He, yeah. He's joined Bournemouth. Yeah. And so hopefully yeah, he'll get the, up to steel. Yeah, the championship has, yeah. Travers plays at him as well. The top, yeah. They're yeah, top, top, yeah, top yeah. Of yeah. Like the thing about it is, he's not a bad footballer, and believe you me, Bournemouth wouldn't have given him a contract for the year with a review at the end of the season. Yeah. You know, and he, you know, he's he can play. You know, he's a decent footballer. Okay, so I mean, it was good. It was good. <coughs> but I, I, as as going on, what really said about good for Stephen Kenny is also good for the players themselves to be, to be with yeah. him because they have been putting in the practice uh, all the time and uh, they just needed the breaks. And I suppose uh, our goalkeeper was, was keeping us alive in all the games. But it was nice to see Robinson uh, scoring. I suppose going back Pat, to the, the COVID debate, I, I didn't hear the Joe Duffy thing, and I didn't hear much about it other than. Because obviously you were working. Obviously, I was working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was working as well. I was, I was working as well with him. I didn't hear it, but I was going on, on your yeah, comment. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was yeah, saying yeah, about yeah. him. I never denied you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but maybe somebody could shed some light. I mean, uh, did he have he had COVID twice? Is it? He yeah, had twice. Yeah, he'd only one goal score for Ireland at the time. Yeah. So he's so five now. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's what prompted that's what prompted Duffy's comment. I know. Yeah, but I mean. What the, what the medics would say is once you've got COVID, you have immunity built up in your system, like you yeah. know, which is akin to a vaccine. So it was a bit of a storm in a teacup, really. But he did, he did keep Joe Duffy uh, occupied for a few days, always. In fairness, yeah. You know. Well, Joe, in our group, in that group as well, Portugal be, uh, played Luxembourg. They beat him five 0 But our friend Ronaldo got a hat trick. Yeah. Yeah. He no, never does things by half. No, say, two no. penalties and a header. Yeah. No, it was his 58 hat-trick for club and country, which is unbelievable, isn't it, Johnny? Yeah, it's unreal, yeah. And a couple of weeks yeah. ago, or two months ago, he was waiting to break, break the world record. Do you remember, to 109 goals is the record. Yeah. He broke it against us, unfortunately. unfortunately. He's now on 115 goals. Yeah. And, and I'd say he'd score a few more before he, he retires from international football. That's so it's incredible. You know, and lastly, then on the international scene, England played Hungary there recently, and there's a lot of people talking that Southgate is very conservative, and he likes to he likes to play cautiously. So he decided he put out a fierce attacking team against him, and they were very lucky. <laughs> so I'd say he'd go back to being cautious again because they hammered him four 0 the first day with the cautious team. Yeah, but you know, so he picked an attack-minded team, and and and, and they were barely, lucky. Barely, yeah. Barely, yeah, but there's something amiss with that English international team. The talent is there, make no mistake about it. But it's just the way they're playing. 
Johnny Depp, the biggest amount of talent yeah. that they ever had, the best team mm. they ever had on paper anyway, or numbers-wise, mm. but just to get them to play and to win something is the, yeah. is the thing, but they never was as much talent. But how many times have we said that, even before them, the guest kinds and all those, you know what I mean? But I, I think it's the pressure on them from, from their media and their fans, you know. They expect so much, it's almost as if they have to turn up and win a World Cup or a European Championship mm. and, and, and it just seems to play well, havoc with it. It was evident uh, in, the, in the Euro <coughs> finals there really, you know, the pressure was really on them. Yeah, well, yeah. talking about that time, leaving with Lucy, went to Gascoigne's house and the other night and I was watching it and uh, oh, geez, yes. he, he still has, he just wants to play football, he'd love if he could still play football, that's yeah. what came across him to me. And um, the guy has the patience of a saint, hasn't he? For what he they has, could see yeah. the people. You couldn't leave the house and the people turn into him. <laughs> it's a sad story, isn't it? It was a sad story, but at the same time, his passion for football oh, came oh, to. Yeah. He was happiest on the field. Yeah. And uh, all the things, and all his medals and trophies, his mother has them in the house, so yeah, she's yeah, minding yeah. them for him. But that's what came across to me. And he said, uh, Do you remember the time, uh, if anyone recalls the time he was in tears when he, he was booked? Right. And he missed, yeah. uh, but he said he, he, he was in tears because he knew this was. Just the happiest he ever was in his life at that yeah. moment. He thought he'd never replicate it again. Yeah. You know, but I, I, I felt for him now watching that program. Yeah, I, well, I, I felt uh, a couple of things. Uh, like, you know, he was definitely 100% great talent. Yeah. And, and so so much wasted as well, you know what I mean? And overall, then, like you said, didn't he? He came across yeah, as, he as a nice guy, yeah, do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Harmless guy. And he spoke <coughs> of his devastation, Chair, as you would recall it well, the FA Cup final against Forrest, where he yeah. done his cruciate. Yeah. Yeah. And all he wanted to do was to go up the steps yeah. and collect uh, his medal, yeah. like with the rest of the players. And he, he was inside the hospital. Yeah. You know, he was, it affected him for a long time. But unfortunately, uh, Willie, uh, and uh, you're right, it's, it's media driven. With this English team, as far as I'm concerned, like where did this bloody thing come out of? It's coming home, mm. as Casper Schmeichel said. When did you bring it home before? <laughs> yeah, do you know? But <laughs> yeah. even go back to the time, you know, I'm going back way, way back. Even go back to the time of George Bess, he couldn't come out his own front door. Yeah. There was photographers, there was reporters, yeah. like you've no life. And that's what that's what ruined uh, Gascoigne without the fear of contradiction around him, and ruined many and many another good player. But I would find it is it's the media. Everything is driven by them. Yeah. And the other guys didn't jump on the bandwagon. And, and the media in England, they tend to build fellas up to take them down. So, yeah. It's it's driven there from from their royals to their footballers. They're yeah. a different breed altogether there, you know, c- yeah, compared to just, other countries. Because just just Gaza, Gaza always uh, struck me as just maybe a, a big child who just sort of played big football child. all the way through. Exactly. You, know, you hit the nail in the head. You know, and then just wanted to play football. And... Uh, just uh, under the wrong influences, really. Okay. And right, like Joe, when he did play, he played well. He played very well, <coughs> absolutely, yeah. So that's our international scene. Uh, do you want to move on to Premier League or League of Ireland, guys? Yeah. Well, we, we, we'll, we'll take the Premier League, I suppose, first, and okay. we'll work backwards. Yeah. Oh, we'll we move on. What colour jersey would you have this evening? Yeah, Joe, to tie to the top all the time, Liverpool are going great guns. Should we just remind everyone what jerseys we are wearing here? So, so yourself, <laughs> yeah. oh, I Spurs. You're a Spurs man. Yeah. I'm a Liverpool man. Arsenal. United. <laughs> I, I don't have much to show the boat. <laughs> you're, you're the coming team now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, to tie it again, to tie it top Chelsea, Liverpool. You know, um, Liverpool are going great guns. Oh, great. Absolutely. At the mo- at the moment, you know. Um, 
obviously United had a bad day last Saturday in the office against Leicester. Yeah, I think like f- four. That's the four goals conceded against Leicester. I know Leicester hovering up around the top six they there. Are, and they're able to score goals. They're able to score yeah. goals, but like it was a bad defeat for Man United. It was. They, well, what happened was Maguire was injured and they were saying he wouldn't play. Then they played him and he looked like a fella that was injured. Two of the goals were, were absolutely his fault. Uh, the second one, especially if it was a ball coming mm. across the box, mm. he never even seen the player behind him. Oh. You know what I mean? When you're when yeah. you're worried about injuries and that, it can affect your yeah. And of course, John Eby Hope will move on quickly from it. Which is United, but in fairness, we will. But like the whole noise up to last weekend was the takeover at Newcastle, and geez, there was huge atmosphere to match. And Jared even had the audacity to take the lead it against your team. It was a good goal, they got. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, uh, after a few minutes, yeah, and they even edited yeah. the excitement. Yeah. But then Harry Kane broke his duck uh, in Premier League. And then just to mention, and that was kind of funny, two Spurs players got men of the match. There was somebody had a heart attack in the audience, mm-hmm. in the crowd, and, and the boys were very quick. One of them running for a defibrillator and someone else here, which is yeah. brilliant. Mm-hmm. You know, they did yeah, really yeah. well. So that's more important than anything. Yeah, and that person, and person survived. survived. <coughs> Thank God. Quick, yeah. quick thinking. And the other thing yeah. about it is he was 80, 80 years of age. So yeah. without that defib, the man could very well be dead. Yeah, yeah they did well deserve men of the match, both of them. Yep. Just going back to the Saturday, um, United were shocking. There's no other way, no, no other way of putting it. The best side in the minute, playing the best football, scoring for fun at Liverpool. Mm-hmm. And if they keep going, if they keep going the way they're going, they will win the league. Can Can I just mention, uh, you know, because we were talking about defending and stuff like that, but uh, Mo Salah scored <coughs> a goal. Uh, oh. I just, if it was Messi or anyone, oh. we'd be seeing it everywhere. It, it was, was a Messi-esque goal. Yeah, really. it was out of this yeah. world yeah. at the moment. There's sometimes mm-hmm. when things just fall for you, and at the moment his life is just going perfect. You, he's enjoying his football. You can yeah. see it in him. You can yeah. see it in his body language. Tells you it tells you everything. If you look at Ronaldo last night against Atalanta, shaking the head, mounting away to himself, and then when he began to go all right from oh he was a different guy, but there's a big difference between him and Salah. Like he's enjoying his football, absolutely enjoying his football. There's a couple of pundits now mm-hmm. are saying that that Ronaldo might be the second of Solskjaer. You know, there was there, and the last game he threw a tantrum mm-hmm. after the game because he, he didn't start. And there's a few little things there, like you said, when it's going his way, mm-hmm. and they're, you know, they're, they're making out that maybe uh, Ali didn't sign him, that it was probably the club who said, you know, now some people are saying that it's cosmetic, you know, that yeah. we had to have him, like, because City were going for him. So, yeah. see how that pans out. See how it pans out, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it, look, is it a bad thing he's scoring goals from uh, in the short term, or is it. Is it is covering the chances of other players. Is that the issue, lads? Uh, it's a bit of both, isn't it? I, he's definitely, um, like Pat said, you know, talking about his international career, sure, the guy is definitely talented. But comes with it, there's a lot of egos now at United. And I think that's what the pundits are saying. Can Ali handle the egos, you know? Can Solskjaer do it? like, yeah. Or is it somebody bigger is needed there? Like it's uh, hard for to me to say, it. personally, I'd keep Ali anyway, because you know, I'm very happy with the way things are going. <laughs> I'm sure you are. With <laughs> no, um, no he, he's an unbelievable player. But when he gets into that sort of state of mind or that sort of a strop, you know, he just doesn't perform. Now, I watched it up to half time last night and he was in anything, anything but good. No, I, I just went away from it. I just said, I, I can't watch this anymore. Like, you know, and that's not me, but I mean, I just couldn't watch. I couldn't watch him. I couldn't watch Fred. I couldn't watch Greenwood, you know. And I wonder what changed. 
I have no idea. Johnny walked away. Maybe. Yeah, Maybe I'm a magpie, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they're not that bad. When they play well, you know, they're good. Oh, they have some great players. You know, but yeah. No, we're not in the same we're not in the same school as Chelsea and um, City and uh, Liverpool. Absolutely not. We will have drifted those three. Yeah, and as Johnny had point, rightly pointed out, Liverpool are flying in the Premier League. They're also yeah. flying in Europe. Europe, yeah. They're with Atletico. Look at the first half, all the goals... Reesman two goals for Salah goals and Salah has become the first Liverpool player to score in nine games successive games Mm -hmm. and that's gone back years including Ian Rush none of them never done it so it's a fantastic record for him to have and um, it doesn't matter right foot left foot it doesn't matter right foot left foot yeah he's he's, 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 he's definitely the top striker in the world at the moment on forum anyway and of course um, City went on a scoring spree as well at the the, the other night yeah they made them look like a junior team yeah you know so yeah, the English clubs are going reasonably well in Europe anyway at the yeah. time for now, you know, so not to look forward to yet in, in, the, in that like, but United finished well last night to be fair to them, it looked a precarious day with 20 minutes to go, but they finished very strong, so they, they won their match and eased a bit of pressure on Solskjaer probably. And it's uh, results, isn't it? Isn't it's a results business, sure, day, yeah, yeah, yeah. So returning home here to our League of Ireland, um, Last show they were Dundalk were playing Rovers and Johnny right. had predicted Dundalk could sneak that match yes. into the yes. No yes. Rovers Rovers subsequently got back in winning ways and they beat Sligo Rovers. Um at their following game. They beat him two 0 The amazing thing about Sligo Jerry is it's their seventh defeat in eleven matches and amazingly they're still in third spot. <laughs> I've been saying it repeatedly the last two shows, how they're still in third spot. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. But they lost again, they're still in third spot. Um Bows and Dundalk through and Derry beat Pets. Uh, no, those two put off in that match. Be the needle in that yeah, match. Yeah. Then of course, um, Rovers, Rovers uh, were playing Bohemians in a rescheduled yes. match because the FA, FAI Cup f- semi-finals are on this weekend. Right, yeah. And uh, Roberto Lopez was put off in that match. The funny thing about that is, Jer, there has been nine players sent off in the last ten meetings between Bohemians and Shamrock Rovers. Rovers yeah. So there's no love lost between oh, no. the two of them. No, there wouldn't be. Sure. Any wouldn't. of those Dublin clubs, no. believe you me, and they're all in the top like. And there, there's some spat over tickets. Mm. Well, Rovers supporters <coughs> didn't want Bohemians, Bohemian Bohemians supporters for the game the yeah. last night. No Bohemian supporters are stopping Shamrock they're Rovers. Not, they're, not, yeah. they're not giving them tickets. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. it's tit for tat there. That's a kind of a Rangers and Celtic team. They do that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But look at Ger- yeah. Rovers only need six points from the last five games to win yeah. the league. There's yeah. their five games left. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's theirs. It is. It is theirs to lose. So they have 66 points from 31 games and Pets have 53 from 30 games so there's yeah. too much of a gap and down to bottom to your poor long for the still struggling with 14 points yeah. the, the thing about the game on Tuesday night was a damn good game Pat. you saw it yeah, yeah, yeah. so it was a good advertisement for League of Ireland football Bohemian and, and Rovers you know yeah. really yeah, really was yeah. well there is a lot of quality players playing with Rovers yeah. and indeed Bohemians this Kelly fella yeah. scored a lot of goals for Bohemians yeah. Georgie Kelly yeah, a fine footballer uh, yeah and as I said in another previously as well Cotter was going very well he's for going great uh, Rovers so it looks like the Rovers have, to have they got a few jibes of course from last season saying other clubs including Dundalk some of the players saying it wasn't the proper league because of Covid it's only half a league yeah. which is a full league this year and it looks like they're going they're to win the it. critics they're the best side yeah. they're the best yeah. side in the league they're, they're the best side yeah and they'll be yeah. hoping to kick on in Europe I suppose yeah. a bit more than last year 
or then this year. Um, Jerry, in the in the first division, Shells are top, and Galway are in second, and UCD third. So that's that's the still the three positions haven't changed much, and Wexford are, Wexford are down at the bottom, unfortunately. Mm. So that's the League of <coughs> Ireland. Is FA Cup semi finals around this weekend? Don't talk. Dundalk and Bohemians and is it Watford United and and um, oh sorry Dundalk and Pets and Watford United and and Bohemians, Bohemians yeah is the, they are the two and um, in the FA in the Clare local league then um, I had mentioned before the FAI Cup oh sorry the League Cup finals are on this weekend and of course no market and Avenue are playing yeah. top rivals in the Premier they're on Saturday they're all on in Frank Healy Park and Shannon Town are playing no market B and Sunday then you have Conley Celtic and Ryan Rovers in Division 2 final and the Division 3 final is Bunrashi, Cracklow and Innes Dons. You'll probably see a couple more hurlers back seeing as the clubs are yeah. eliminated from the hurling and they were down to the final four. And you're, uh, the only other thing in the local scene, the two, two local club sides had big wins in the FAI Junior Cup. Avenue United beat Kildaimo United from Limerick 11-1. And oh. Innes Town beat <laughs> Uh, 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 B-R-E-G-K uh, Rovers. 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 Uh, I didn't want to pronounce it incorrectly anyway Kelly they beat them 5-1 yeah, yeah. so two good wins for um, the player sides there mm. in the FAI Junior Cup the market were beaten 1-0 the weekend in the same competition they were yeah. no, so who did they meet Jerry? I thought it was a big field but yeah. I'm not 100% sure yeah, I thought it was a big field it had the to be a strong team yeah, the other side of it is you see I suppose you see depending with the new market boys you see but they're was um, sure. I mean, if you if Stephen Kelly isn't playing with him, and, and if um, he, is. he isn't playing with him, yeah. they're two serious, serious soccer players. Two serious soccer players. Yeah, and, and Jerry, as you said yourself in a previous show, the, the league is <coughs> open, the league is kind of inconsistent. There's a lot of games. Clubs, some clubs have more games played than others, so yeah, it's not yeah. really yeah. it's not that clear coaches yeah, yeah. because yeah. of fixtures yeah. and yeah. venues and referees. And yeah. referee shortage, as we mentioned. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. Okay, that's very good. They, they okay. try and play all the Premiership Premiership games at eleven o'clock, so yeah. that they'll have all their frees for those games. Because yeah. the odd game, there's a bit of rivalry between clubs. They put in linesmen, not all games now, but the odd game, they put in linesmen as well. Yeah. So that's why they play those games at eleven. Most of them, anyway. You you want you want good officials at all those games. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, they deserve them as well, Joe. You know, yeah. I mean. Okay, that's, so that's the, the local scene. Have we anything else to put in at this stage before we move on as opposed to where we really get our teeth into stuff? The, the GA. Okay? Yeah. yeah. We have... Uh, well, we've not anything to talk about the GA. Where will we start at all? We have football this weekend in Clare. We are at semi-final stage in the Hurland. We have Smith O'Brien's in the final against Joseph's. So... Yeah. Um, Predictions as for the whole and kind of went to be skewers and us. Do we want to comment? Well, sure. I, I hadn't a great day in my predictions. I, I got one of the four quarterfinals um, right only. No, I got one match right or the fecal would be beaten by Scarif in the junior B uh, that weekend. They were not just beaten, they were hammered. But firstly, I say, Ger, um I say I upset my friends in the market because I dismissed their chances against Shannon. Well, I said Shannon would win it. Maybe my friendship with Rory Hayes might have clouded my judgment, but look, I won't be dismissed them from here on in anyway. <laughs> so apologies, especially to Party Gilfile there in the market, um, for 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 tipping Shannon to beat the market. But from here on in now, like there's four teams left in it, and 
No remarkable fancy to chance against Bellier, especially with Tony Kelly gone. What's the story with Tony Kelly? Uh, he he, he, he went. He, he came on as a sub against. Um, he came on as a sub against Kilmeadie last Sunday. If he hadn't come on, Johnny, I'd say we were at that match. Yeah, Kilmeadie would have won. They wouldn't have won that match. Yeah. He was going for top on Monday. Then, aren't we going to run out of superlatives to say about the men? Do you know what I mean? He could have. He knew what was coming, and <laughs> and just dug his club out mm-hmm. like. Uh, you know, isn't it a fabulous thing about the ALS? <coughs> their club first, like, you know what I mean? That guy, no, he, uh, brilliant. That game was nip and talk. There was nothing in it. Point here, point mm. here. He, uh, I was watching him specifically because I was near enough to where yeah, he was playing. Indeed. That's right, Johnny. Yep. He demanded a puck out from the goalie three times and he got two, he caught it over his men's head, took a few steps and bang over the bar from 70 yards. He'd done it twice, two crucial stages of the games. Now, the third one went wide near the end, but it was as good as the score because it was only delayed time. Yeah. And i that's the hallmark of a great player. Someone that will take, prepare to take, demand the ball, take it, and, and do it for his team. And that's only a special player, and there's no doubt about it. Bellier, obviously, he's an awful, awful loss to Bellier, and will have question marks over whether they can go all the way. You know. Another man that stood out that day, he carried a lot of ball, was Gary Brennan. Gary, yeah, his, yeah. his feeling was excellent. Yeah, and where, where did they play? Came in midfield. Yeah, they lined out of Martin O'Leary as well. Martin got injured in the football yeah. uh, for Kinmehill, so he was carrying Hurley's, and um, he was a loss to him as well. Loss, no, Cahill yeah. O'Connor didn't go that well. I don't, uh, no. don't know, it, Johnny. No. <laughs> uh, very accurate from the free. Yeah, yeah and but uh, for, we often questioned. We often questioned why he wasn't in the clear teams. You know, and I expected a serious, serious big game out of him into the final county championship and I didn't see enough of him as Pat says now he was good off the freeze but apart from that I wasn't I yeah. was overly impressed with him and Geoffrey Kinmele I thought they made a mistake playing Kane too far out the field I yeah. would have I'd have preferred to see him nearer the goal he's deadly around the goal mm-hmm. he's out in the half forward line and he right. didn't really get into game he was taken off actually there he was yeah yeah you know but look what like definitely I'd say Johnny if Kelly hadn't come on the Bellier wouldn't have won that match I don't think I so think the minute he came on you could yeah. see a kind of a right across even on the sideline from Kilmele a kind of a fear oh he's in yeah Do you know so they expected something to happen and it did happen and as yeah. Pat rightly says over under the terrace stand he put his hand up and your man put the ball straight into his hand yeah he turned his man in He le- now for a man that has an ankle injury he left him for dead yeah over 5 or 10 metres and the sweetest strike you ever saw mm. In, in and only, only special you know, players Johnny can oh, do special. that well he's, he's special let me tell you well look we'd have him John. Yeah. exactly I yeah. suppose uh, from, from everyone in Clare and uh, from hopping the ball as we wish to uh, all the best in his surgery and his speedy yeah, recovery yeah. absolutely yeah, absolutely yeah. Many, many you're, you're looking yeah. at a four month layoff anyway Ger. Yeah, really. yeah. Okay. look at the time he's right for him to go off it yeah. you yeah. know Recovery then, like you know, and yeah, rehab and whatever have you. Yeah, I suppose Joe, the, 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 the most emphatic win at the weekend was Aerog's victory over Six Mile Bridge. That's where did it come out of? Well, I had, I all I had said in my uh, that the bridge would win the <coughs> match after a rattle after being seriously rattled by Aerog. I didn't think Aerog would win the match, but they got off to a great start. They got a tremendous start at one yeah. three and one four yeah. on the scoreboard in the first few minutes, and the bridge were chasing the game all through. And most of the bridge scores that they ended up with came from freeze. Yeah. But the bridge made a mistake playing injured players. I think they hadn't. Some of them weren't a hundred percent fit, and they played them. But like when you look at the bridge, Ger, and consider the number of adult teams they have, they had a very shallow enough kind of senior panel. It looked like to me anyway, and. Um, 
you know, when questions were asked, they hadn't been to find the answers last mm-hmm. Saturday anyway. No, a rogue have, have serious talent. Any f- team that has three forwards like Danny Russell, David Reedy and Shane O'Donnell have to be respected. Yeah, for sure. And then Fitzgerald had a game of his life in the backs. Yeah. You know, and, and Kieran Russell is a decent hurler as well. So they have, but they are hard to predict. They could, you know, you couldn't yeah. trust them. I don't know, there's something about them. They can play a fantastic one day and fall in there. But go back to the semi-final last year. They had the bridge on the rack that day. They had. Got the penalty, and Denny, unfortunately, he went for the top left and corner. Fairness to fact, he made a good save. Went over the 65, <coughs> and all they got hold of was a point instead of three. They should have gone in at half time, a couple of points more up. Uh, the hurt that were on their faces, I could see them on the sideline after. The manager kept them out. And to see the faces and the pain that they were in. So they learned an awful lot from that defeat. And believe you me, I knew. Because I made that, they were my, I predicted him to beat the bridge. And I knew the way they were going. As, as Pat already said there, they have three series forwards. And you have those three series, you have three series forwards like him that can score and take a score if you give them the ball. Exactly. They will hurt you every single time. Okay. And your interesting thing enough, there's two teams out of the group we were in, the Fakely were in, qualified for semi-finals, right. and no team from Six Mile Bridges group are in the semi-finals. You know, and then there's one from each the interesting other group. Interesting stat, absolutely. Well, yeah. I was just going back to say there, I was going to see Sheila Donald play Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I thought his year was, might have been over. That's we thought the same, actually. Yeah. 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 The other thing, during uh, relation to the draw, I was hoping, no disrespect to the Mark of the Belier, but I was hoping that the two would be kept apart because I had picked Einek in the one as my dark horses all year. Now they're playing in the semi final in a row. I thought it would have been a cracker of a final. No. Oh. That's not to say we won't have a cracker of a final yet. That was a cracking game, too. Einek uh, killed and cracker. Yeah. yeah. Um, some good scores. So some great scores in it. <coughs> Ina Kilnamona in the last 10, 15 minutes, you kind of always felt they were going to see it out. Mm-hmm. Um, McGrath started off very well for Crackler, but he mm-hmm. faded out of it, had some bad wides, and um, there's a small bit of his speed is gone, isn't it? Small bit. Yeah, yeah. He, can't, he can't get away from it. No. He has all the touches. Yeah. Oh, yes, sir. Look, he's been a fabulous player, mm-hmm. and, and I'd be a great admirer of his. And that was. Well, in the, in the first 10 minutes, like, uh, Crackler were all over Ina Kilnamona. The turning point, of course, was <coughs> you'd be talking about the thickness <coughs> of a crossbar. The yes. turning point was the thickness of the crossbar. Ball yeah. came back up the crossbar. Well, it was actually green. saved onto yeah. the crossbar. Yeah. 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 You know, got, to yeah. give, give the keeper his credit. Kenny made a brilliant save. Yeah. And Guyler yeah. yeah. didn't finish well below at the other end. He did indeed, yeah. The second yeah. one, yeah, was a good one as well. Yeah, yeah. this Guyler guy, is a very promising player. First year, Edward mm. played a little hard run. For my perspective, though, he went in too easily. He got in too easily past the Crackler defender. Yeah. And he raced in on goal, and he got the goal. It was a crucial score. The thing about it is, well, if it was he gets the difference yeah. all the way, wasn't it? Yeah, if he gets the ball that close to goal, he has only one thing in his mind. He gets a sniff of blood. He's, he's, he's going for the juggler. Yeah. yeah, you know, he'll go for the goal. Yeah. And he, yeah. f- it, it was a good goal. He finished the well, like. Yeah, the Ina the inter-county men kind of stood out, though, didn't they? Uh, sure, did, yeah. David Fitzgerald made a run there from his own back oh and scored God. a point off it. Yeah. Walked out, walked out through players, yeah. in through them and yeah. passed them and everything, and Norman could catch him, power and everything. Yeah. And yeah. To grace any game, the score. Yeah. Absolutely, it's a serious, serious goal. Also, I liked about Aidan McCarthy. He had missed, he missed a few scores, like, but he mm-hmm. still kept his nerve and was mm-hmm. able to get crucial scores. Mm-hmm. Did when you? Window needed. Not a dangerous player. Yeah. Great player, yeah. Not to talk yeah. of Jason in the back. Jason so, you know. in the backs. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. yeah. And well, as Johnny says, in the draw, something to look forward to, like no market and Bellier. 
and obviously I in the Kilmore near Rog. I in the Kilmore near Rog is a very hard match to call Johnny yeah. based on oh, yeah. I can't two, wait two for your good performances. Well, I'm not going to write off New Marcus's chances after I did the last day. <laughs> um, I think, I think. Um, it's all right, Pat. You can come off your knees now. You're all right. I, I, okay, I think. Yeah. I think Bellier, um, with Tony Kelly, savage loss. No matter had nothing to lose going into it. I'd say it is a bonus territory in one sense for No Market. And um, look what it's 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 everyone will be saying, oh, No Market was a really easy touch. They're not really they're not an easy touch. Last time they were in the semi final was in 2017. They should have the bridge beat. They should have the yeah. same day. Right. So, you know, <coughs> when I'm taking into the knockout stage and smell the final. Well, I wouldn't consider any of them an easy touch, but I, I still, but even without Tony Kelly, I, I still fancy Bellier to win that one. No, I, I'd say it'll be hard fought. But I still think that, you know, the players you've mentioned there that they have, they still have um, uh, marquee players there and maybe even for what Tony Kelly's done for them, maybe they owe him one that he hasn't always been the one to be standing yeah. out. Maybe they'll be looking yeah. at it that way. Well, the way I looked at it was, was that Aina uh, Kilimona faced a Kratlo team with Podge um, and um, uh, McGrath. Yeah, McInerney and what there's another another forward there for Cratlow. Um Reen Constant. Reen, yeah. I thought mm-hmm. Reen had a very poor game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but they had three class forwards, they're facing three class forwards now in David Reedy and uh, Russell Sh- and Shane. Shane. Okay. <coughs> so it'll it'll depend on how they manage them really. Yeah. I think, you know. I'll 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 agree with Liam though a few of my friends down in the market <laughs> mightn't like me of this. I think Billy Ale just about squeak it in the market. I ain't going to stick with me dark horses. <laughs> I need to kill them all. I need to kill them all. I go with I need to kill them and I go with Bellier and I go with I need to kill them all to win it. They're all, of course, they're going for the double. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's something that could hurt them. They're always again now the football. They're on this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know. Okay. What's the predictions in the football on the pitch? Is there any. Well, then Aroga need to score more than one six to win to be East Brickens. Brickens are very impressive. Joy, was it Joy? Was it McGann or what's his name? Yeah, Joe McGann, McGann got, McGann two, got goals. two goals. Yeah, uh, yeah. was an emphatic victory over over Milton. Yeah. The other side of the day is I mean they're only up since 2019 and they were beaten the county semi final last year. That's right. So they will have learned a bit from that. Like three three eleven is a fair total to get it against well, Milton. You, you play against a siding in Milton, I tell you, I won't even nothing. You're doing well when you oh, score right. that. Wow, well, yeah. It's a fantastic score to get you. Yeah. It is a fantastic score. It is. And Gilly, seen a football in Clare, yeah. yeah. Three eleven. They're, they're trained by sure. Declan O'Keefe, yeah. and you know he, he he's obviously doing great work with him. And Tony <laughs> Gary, he's the manager. Sure. You know, so anything that Tony touches, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever he does, I don't know what he does, but whatever he does, <laughs> he's very effective. Johnny. He actually he's is. He's unbelievable. Whatever he does, any and team, yeah. any sport, whatever it is. Total semi-final in Lissy Casey and Kilmory repeated last year's. And I was at that match last year, and Lissy Casey seriously rattled Kilmory. Kilmory aren't going as well this year I think as last year now they have a couple of injur- injuries Young Cochrane's a big loss to them yeah. but like the Keelan Sexton got 9 out of their 13 points the last day Kilmel give him a fair Kilmel give him a very tight no I, I mentioned that to Martin O'Leary last Sunday and I said geez Martin this is Dan Keaton the centre back came up and at the goals I was at I won't play that game for Jim and he struck. He plays the ball over the bar from 5 yards out when it was easier I thought if he kept it low he'd have scored it and 
Martin O'Leary says, well, he says she's even worse than she's on the video, he says. And yeah. if they got that goal, God knows what would happen. They'd have rattled him anyway. But they rattled him with, even without the goals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which I thought, going into it, uh, Kilmore would win it handy enough. Lizzie Casey are getting better by, by the game. Now they were beaten early on, but they've improved steadily since. They have, yeah. They have. I, think, um, I think they could turn them. They, well, they won't fear them anyway. The only no. thing is that... Uh, the bricks uh, will, will be well wary of them. They will, yeah, in, of in course. Fairness, yeah. They will, yeah. And Gerald Cora Clare got relegated. Yeah. Tony Gade hammered them two fifteen to eight points. Yeah. Things no. go bad, things go bad for you. Exactly. Right? But then Tony Gade must be wondering why didn't they play like that early in the campaign? Yeah. yeah. They have to play Kid Rush mm. now and the winner of the death stays open, <coughs> the loser goes down, but you'd have to fancy Tony Gade. Tony Gade. Kid Rush, yeah. Kid Rush are shocking. Yeah. Kid Rush I did the line there yeah. in. in <coughs> Choosy Park for that game and I was also on the, on the line for the Clover Clare Cratlow game now I don't know was he home the Yank but he was missing for a couple of games he was home for the, that, that game against Cratlow and he had a big burden on the game for, from a Clover Clare point of view but um, he was going back to see it and he got injured so they didn't bring him home for the couple of games after that now I don't know was he home for the game um, again kind of good but he he's one of their marquee players like you know and the, the Junior A football final is on this weekend as well in his time in a play in Bally Vaughan. In North Clare yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, uh, obviously, it is <coughs> Bally Vaughan's best team. Best team, yeah. But probably in his time, it would be fairly strong. I'd say second, their second team, they'd be strong enough. But to be nice to see Bally Vaughan win that. The intermediate semi finals on as well. Of course, everyone's saying Corrafin will win it. They're playing O'Corris and Kildaiser are playing Kilfenora. So you would expect Corrafin to beat O'Corris anyway. Like at one stage last year, Corrafin in the intermediate final okay. against St. Joseph or Bearfield, everyone thought they were going to win it. Well, that's true, And yeah. they were caught. Yeah. So if that's in the back of the head Sunday or Saturday, they could be caught again. Yeah. But they shouldn't be, you know. They yeah. are the best side of the four. I think they're the best side is there. And Ger, we, we, we can't leave out the senior hurling relegation. Uh, the first round it was last weekend, and uh, to the wrong Robin, of course, everyone knows each team plays each other. Yeah. Uh, Crusheen beat the Mills 119 to 117. That's five games in a row the Mills have lost. This year. Yeah. yeah and Cloney beat Clarecastle 25 points 22. Well, I was at that game, and uh, it was a, it was a cracking, <coughs> cracking game of hurling. Sport teams played really well, got long range points. Uh, and there's only one or two points between them at any stage during the game, and that included Peter getting a penalty and it being saved, you know. And yet he managed to pull him over the line by 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 a few late points. But it was a great game, great game, no fairness, and played played in good spirit. But I mean, for a relegation game, it was really do or die. Yeah, you know, so it was a great game. That puts pressure on. So Clooney are playing Crusheen this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Just put pressure, yeah. Yeah, and the senior beat, Gerard, I'm glad to report vehicle are in the final. They beat Bradford uh, uh, 16 points to 110. Okay. But it's the, again, vehicle failed to score a goal. With no goal scored in championship and no goal scored in the beat in the final. And Johnny, I'll let you take the white gate on there, Mark, seeing as you riffed it. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was entertaining for quite a bit, but in the last, after the last water break, even against the wind, Clonara hit five or six points, yeah. you know, and it just saw them through, like, you know, they most certainly want to retain it, I can tell you that, you know, they had all their big guns, with the exception of John Conlon, who's out injured, but they had most of the team to play at the championship camp against Whitegate a few weeks back. Now, having said that, Whitegate were down three or four lads, they got injured against Stein Kilmona two weeks previous. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that, that was a big, big loss. Well, yeah. to Whitegate, the yeah. Whitegate looked like ourselves, like Fiegel, like Scarif, yourselves, you know, they can't be without those guys, you know. They, they, 
their centre back, uh, young Madden, he was out with two broken ribs or cracked ribs, or cracked ribs. Yeah. So he would have yeah. been an awful loss to him. Yeah, Colombia. You know, yeah. Be a big loss. He huge loss to him. Yeah. yeah. But they were playing Scarlet, <coughs> and the winners of that play vehicle. So Scarlet okay. matched on this weekend. Uh, I'll hardly get it. Uh, it is on Friday night actually. <laughs> San de Brito is under yeah, the night. Yeah, Clondara uh, and Scarif and the winners are playing for the following weekend. The following mm-hmm. weekend. Yeah, oh, yes. that'll tie that up. Ger, yeah. um, uh, the big news, obviously, from last weekend, my two esteemed friends here, Ger, obviously, tonight a kill lose win. But before we talk about the Intermediate Championship, Ger, uh, like last weekend was a huge weekend in Hurland, in Clare. Huge. You had the senior quarterfinals, you had, a, you had the senior B. You had, the, you had the senior relegation, you had the intermediate championship, you had the junior A semi-finals, you had the junior C semi-finals, semi-finals. and you had the junior, junior B final. A huge yeah. weekend for Clare and a huge weekend for our clubs. And to my utter dismay, Ger, when I opened the Clare champion last Thursday, there was never a mention at all, at all of the intermediate, junior right, A, yeah. junior B, nothing at all. I was shocked. I even so shocked. I had to go back in and look to see that I missed it. And even for the senior semi quarterfinals, there was only small little bits, okay. a couple of little small paragraphs. So I was looking at it, and I was looking to myself, and I'm looking there, and I've seen just huge pictures in the Clare Champion, massive, and the font is way bigger as well. And I'm saying, geez, it's a big weekend. Would they think? I know there's only a certain amount of pages probably allocated to sport. I get that. But there should have been some issue. I mean, I'm not even familiar with the four clubs involved in the intermediate, for example. But that was a big thing for the clubs. Like, if Ooh, you're sitting yeah. at home, you want to read about your club, especially yeah. because <coughs> those are confined to the homes and that. So I thought we reflected better on the Clare Champion. That they didn't cover the Yeah, they didn't cover the game or preview the games. I thought it was terrible now. Now, there's, there's photographs and photographs and photographs all over the paper, and they could have left off some of them. And, put, and featured the games. Now, thankfully, this weekend they have reports on the games. Yeah, but yeah. Pat, like you, I was horrified when I because like you, I had to go back in. I said, no, it has to be there somewhere. And it's very, very disappointing mm-hmm. that you have you had four teams like Ryan, St. Joseph, Door, Burfield, ourselves, and Tulla, and, and your flagship teams. Yeah, there yeah. yeah, and not not, not a mention, yeah. not a mention. Very, very disappointed with it. Yeah. And as Pat said, there was a junior B final, uh, local derby. So near enough would say between Scarra from the bridge South East Clare East Clare whatever you want to say there was, was uh, semi-finals junior A semi-finals there was a serious you know. junior C semi-final <coughs> but I can kill so I believe yeah. uh, killing anyone were robbed I'm told but anyway <laughs> that's for another day but the fact of the matter is they came in I was very disappointed like Pat and there was people in my own club below and I'm sure they were in Tuller and Ryan and St. Joseph to the same do we not want or deserve a mention, some sort of a mention, or but a column on the paper. But Johnny, I know, as I said, I'm not even from either of the four clubs involved, and I felt for the clubs that yeah. they weren't even, didn't even preview yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's what's sufficient. Yeah, well, hopefully, uh, Johnny, that the you know that the clubs would have the nuance to contact the editor of the champion and just say, look, what's happening? You know, yeah. there's a pity like, But you know? the other side of it is, as well, Johnny, is I, I found, because not every Friday, but a lot of the Fridays I would listen to the programme, and uh, it's something that I noticed that they, they consistently live on the scene of hurling and football and they'll just brush aside and brush over the, the intermediate hurling and football. You, you'll get a mention, that's about it. To me, no harm to give them another little bit of time, you know, maybe a minute or two extra yeah, yeah. going down the road. Yeah, well, hopefully uh, <coughs> the, the, the powers will be, uh, we'll, we'll take note, uh, in fairness, you know, because yeah. it is disappointing at yeah. the... At the as I said, a business end of the season for for the for the clubs, and how many times will uh, Smith O'Brien's 
or Tulla or whoever or Kilmaine <coughs> or whoever gets into a final, you want to see or yeah. you want to see a bit of uh, a, a bit of uh, recognition, recognition of, the papers, of, yeah. of, of the club. Actually. Like the other yeah. side, the other side was the last time we won that on intermediate was two thousand and four. Yeah, it's a long time ago, you know. Well, I think this is a great point raised by Pat. You know, and we should be learning this from COVID. There's a lot of uh, people in Killaloo that couldn't go to a match, you know what I mean? Or the other clubs, you know, Rouen mm. and wherever. You know, and and like, that's their public, really. They're the ones who are sitting down and they're reading about this. And then if they meet the lads afterwards, they'll know what they're talking about and whatever. So, you know, it's kind of a public service to those people that, that can't. So it's a fair point fair to pass. Point, that's okay. Know. All right, very well, good. Happy, anyway, for the Killaloo, anyway, Jer got over their semi-final... Absolutely. Obstacle. Anyway, fair play to him during the final. Um, I would have, I had predicted Tolle would win this. I thought Tolle would win this. So that's another one of my predictions from last week gone wrong. But will you look predict Joseph's win the final? Joseph's give Rowan an awful bit, a fair <coughs> beating now, and they got a heck full of goals. Um, it's fantastic for Kid Lowe to be in the final. Brilliant. So it is. Joseph's were expecting probably to be in the final, let's be fair. I I think it'd be a great boost for Kid Lowe, for Hurling and Kid Lowe. East Clare bring titles over. Um, look at Aero or Joseph's will go into his favourites, I'd say. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. Look at, I, 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 I'll, uh, I'm not prepared to call it at the moment. I think about it more. Tint on for another, tint on till next week anyway. I'm, I'm going to sit on the fence in it, to be honest. But uh, this put it this way, if Smith O'Brien's won it, I wouldn't be disappointed. <laughs> Well, well, you just kind of there in 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 saying that you hit the nail in the head, Josephs. First of all, you said they expect to be there, and and they did expect to be there, and I think they'll be outrageous favourites, and I hope that's the way it goes. That suits us. Our lads mm-hmm. seem to be level headed, and they seem to be doing the right things. And sure, who knows? And today you're going to need a bit of look as you know, and hopefully it'll. Hopefully. You're right, Willie. Really. Like, yeah. Last year, Luke deserted us in the semi final an extra time, you know, beaten by a point by Scarif. Tell you the truth, I thought the boys would be suffering this year because of it. But by God, have they knuckled down, you know, and they're back where they want to be. Got back to the semi final. We had seen them against Tulla, and I had figured that if we could improve maybe 10 or 15%, that we'd beat Tulla again, and thank God we did, you know. No, what I was told, Johnny, was the game, even though the five-point margin win, it was an emphatic five-point win in margin. Yeah. It was, yeah. Not, yeah. You know, the score oh, yeah. suggested it was yeah. close, or <coughs> but that's yeah. what I was told. Oh, I wasn't was at the game, yeah. but mm. that's no, what they I... were very good. Yeah. But as, as Pat says and Willie says, Joseph's are red-hot favourites for this intermediate. They really, really are. That's not to say the whole guys won't relish the challenge. They've relished every challenge they've missed so far this year and they'll be looking mm-hmm. forward to this one in a week's time. Well, they'll relish being underdogs oh, as well. They don't... They're always... They always are. So there'll be yeah. a nice buzz around Kildo. Uh, there is even at the moment. Well, it's great. It'll be even more, obviously, yeah. next week, which it's is great. Considering <coughs> that you're out of the paint, which is uh, painting the curbs in Newtown. So uh, yeah. Yeah. What, else, what else will you paint? Yeah. Yeah. Shannon, go yeah. red for the weekend. Well, uh, <laughs> if we won it, it might. The Tunery, I was at the semi final, Tino Gunlo and Cloney, and everyone is saying No Gunlo were warm favours to win it. They were lucky enough to beat Cloney. Um, they got two, their last two scores or two goals. Right. Uh, one to equalise and one to win it. Yeah, and we had been saying that O'Connell had improved this year, hadn't yeah, we? You know, yeah. they, had, they had a good mix. Like, yeah. And uh, Crusheen uh, had an easy enough win over Josephs. So it's a, it's an O'Connell Crusheen final. And um, I suppose, listen, O'Connell, I suppose, will be favourites to be Crusheen. And the Junior C final, Ger, you mm. pointed out you were unlucky to lose to, K- to Timberike. Um, but I, 
Yeah, they're in the final now against Scarif. Yeah, another local derby. Let's yeah, and another PCD effort. Scarif be with a live commentary on that, and um, obviously with Leo, but I will be an interesting day for Leo. <laughs> like the thing about it, when you think of it, Joe, does it does a C final come and tease or tease a Scarif for a day? Does a Juno B final, Juno B title in Scarif? There's an intermediate title from last year. There's a clear cup from this year in Fiegel. That's right. There's a possible C or B coming. Wouldn't it be lovely if we could wrap it up down all way with an intermediate? You know, but. But just all, uh, you know, I was thinking <coughs> about that today, is, uh, you know, the success Scarif have had, they've, they've kept their senior status, they've won the intermediates, you know, Donor B, Donor C, and, like, we've said that, like, if you can make a breakthrough, look at all the success mm-hmm. that comes, and I, I didn't get a chance at the time, you know, when they had succeeded. We'd spoken about this, and, you know, they fairly shoved it up to Six Mile Bridge, and I was like, and I'm particularly delighted. He he helped us out below for a couple of years as Mark McKenna, you know, he's a great hurling man. And, uh, you know, when they won that intermediate, they were shocked. There's a great rivalry on the pitch between uh, Smith O'Brien's and Scarif, but they're great friends off it. When they won, uh, most of the <coughs> players from Killoo came up here to it congratulate them, and it was fantastic. Yeah. fantastic. Yeah. You know, and Do I think a lot of it down to Mark McKenna that he, you know, he brought a bond there between the two. And I know they always wish us well as well, you know. I just come back to the young and Clooney game, I suppose. It was a hard day for them, you know, till I know it. We said the last uh, a member, Jeremy McMahon, would say, son of Pets. And I suppose um, we'll pass on our condolences to our family, like to Pet and his family, like, you know, Gerard Hurled on that, Gerard Hurled on that team. He was a corner forward. Yeah, and I, have, I often wonder what became of him. In, I only found out last week that Tupac Evan, that he joined the army and he was yeah. peacekeeping duty in Syria and stuff like that. But at such a young age, like a shock to that team, because I mean that team is a very young team, you know. And he was a member of that team that won an intermediate made three years ago. That's right. Four years ago. Nice tribute, Johnny. Yeah. Okay, and, and, and also before we <coughs> move on, I suppose just uh, I don't think we have met since uh, Fertile Lynch's dad, Des died in Cloney as well. I d- didn't know he, that. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So just uh, mark that as well, Johnny. Okay, sure. Yeah. 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 Oh, good. Oh, condolences to Fertile and the yeah. family. Um, are we okay with the Holland? Because I think the Kawagi senior has reached semi final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've been interesting. Scarlet for Gunlow nine in the morning. Many people say that they will make a great final. They are drawn against each other semi final. So it'll be great for either the Mills of Bodike versus True Clonlarry. That's the other semi final. So great credit due to the Mills Bodike. They've been up since they came up senior. They've been you know, the same management team really there since they came up. And. Um, they're in out uh, one of those teams, Trochtel there, or them will be in the final. Yeah, the so it's great for them. Um, Scarlet for Gunlow, 9 of Kilmona. That'll be an interesting battle as well, because two good teams, and there won't be much in that. Very, you know. very little part, I'd say. I mean, you know, even uh, Fiegel Kilnina had a very narrow defeat to yeah. Aina Kilmona. Um, they were well beaten by Trotland and then they beat the bridge. So it was a very even championship in many respects this year, you know, oh, yeah. And in the intermediate year, you have a local derby, White Gate and Tolle in one semi-final, and Cloney Quinn versus Clarecastle Bellier. So two interesting games there as well to look forward to. <coughs> so the Camogie yeah. is, 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 is have their act got together this year big time. And you know, they're usually, they're often behind the, yeah. behind the times in like matches. But that Cloney Quinn team lost the intermediate final last year to Fika Kilnina. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, it, it and I suppose uh, just on the, on the uh, Camogie inter-county scene, Gerard Connell has retired and Conor Dolan is now 
manager. Yeah, yes, John Carmody and, and Dolan, the joint yeah, managers. Yeah, yeah. And Eugene he's involved. Ian Mulvahill. Ian Mulvahill. And... It's a serious uh, management yeah. team, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, David Fitzgerald's young fella. Yeah. Colum is a yeah. What's it seem to be doing this year now? Uh, They've combined both. The, yes, what a lot of counties are doing. Mm. It's the same, manu- same group of people that are over the two teams, rather than two, two separate managers and whatever have you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose it, it does help maybe. Oh, yeah, it, is, yeah, yeah. it does help, absolutely. Okay. Okay, guys, have we dissected the sporting scene enough? Yeah, we'll we, we, we just talk to you briefly about the. Uh, the big news in the GAS was is the this this proposal for, um, for the football championship into county. Yeah, it's uh, it's been discussed it's over this weekend. Yeah, it's it been yeah. debated and voted on Saturday. Uh, the pro- the proposal, the B pro- proposal, is is a radical proposal, but a lot of the counties are in favour of it. Certainly, the GPA members are. But you need sixty percent support to get in. So basically, what it means is the league will be moving to the summer and it'll incorporate the championship. And in the spring, instead of the league, they're having the provincial championship, which will be a standalone competition, because obviously the provincial councils still want to have their competitions. So, <coughs> order a few quid. Yeah. So well, it, uh, it's it's a moot point, uh, Willie, in that uh, the whole structure of the GA is based on the provincial system, so it's yeah. very hard to dismantle it, really. Yeah. yeah. But with the league moving to the summer, Ger, and becoming Dáil Ireland, basically, it means every county will get seven championship games at their own level on the league basis with at least three in games at home. So that's attractive enough, you know, yeah. for the teams. Now, you ask yourself what happens to so Division 1, 2, 3 that's and right. 4. The five teams in the top division, right, and the winners of Division 2 go straight into the All-Ireland quarterfinal. And then the second and third teams in Division 2 and the winners of Division 3 and 4 only play, play off, off the last two remaining spots. Mm. What that means is that bottom three teams in Division 1 are finished for the year. They don't go anywhere. And obviously the same in Division 2. Um, the drawback to that is, Ger, it's easier for a team if you're kind of hovering around like Clare in Division 2. We'd have a better chance of finishing in the top 2 or 3 in Division 2 than we would have in, the division, in top 5 in Division 1, I think. So is there any incentive to get promoted? Yeah, yeah, because uh, the the the, yeah. the, se- the, se- mm. yeah, the senior uh, the, the strong counties have a bit of an, an issue with it, yeah. and I think the northern counties especially seem to have an issue with it. You see, the thing about it is, as we all know, Ulster is the best prov- provincial championship by proverbial mile. Well, yeah. You've only two teams, to be fair, maybe three in in in, in Munster. Like you have again, you've only two, okay. maybe three in, in Connacht. Yeah, you probably only and have one in Munster actually. Yeah, three, and, and probably know, two, yeah. probably two, two in Leinster, maybe yeah. three in Leinster. So, like, I yeah. can see why, I can see why the Leinster, the Leinster uh, uh, sides are against it. The Ulster sides. Yeah, sorry, the, the Ulster sides are against it. They want to go, they want to go the old route. Yeah, and the other thing to endure is as well in it. I suppose you could have a number of dead rubber games. If you were played and you you lost them all, you, you know, you've no great incentive to finish out your games. No. In the, especially in the but, lower sections. But, well, yeah, yeah, and yet on the other side, Pat, uh, at inter-county level, the GPA and the players want games, games, yeah. games. I mean, so it's going to be... Well, you'll uh, guarantee seven games on the proposal B. I'd love to mm, see yeah. it come in anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And it would be attractive. I mean, you could have teams, you could have three games at home, maybe four some years, depending on it. The other proposal, of course, is the proposal A, which is basically the provincial structure remains central to the championship. And they changed the province around there before. They'll be moving teams yeah. into Munster, yeah, so. into Connacht, to make even it up, yeah. eight teams in each. <coughs> so that's the thing. But look, 
the president has come out in favour of the uh, proposal B, yeah, and so has uh, Director General. Yeah. It might help, it might but help. as Johnny says, with Ulster, would have a lot of yeah. votes, yeah. and the foreign the guys yeah, in yeah, America yeah, and the UK they have votes. Yeah, the overseas yeah. have votes. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. going to be tight, isn't it? Uh, with yeah. Yeah. It can yeah. be hard to get into. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to ask, isn't it? Yeah. But like something had to be done for the football. Hurling is fine. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I totally okay. agree with you, but yeah. looking for 60%, it's got, even in that, it seems a little unfair, doesn't well, it? Well, some of the GA rules are funny, that, but that's yeah. the way they are. It doesn't it? Really. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, I, I, I appreciate yeah. that, but, but it, it is a little the bit Holland, unfair. The Holland is fine because you have counties <laughs> competing at their own level. Yeah. yeah. Look at you, the biggest issue for Holland in, at the minute in the Munster is a potential concert down in Park Creek could upset Limerick and Cork. Yeah, that's the yeah. issue. That's the only issue to have with Munster. Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, Don Robin. Like the Ron Robin is back next year. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, happy and days. That, like, happy days. And obviously, Jer, the other big news from the intercounty scene is the appointment of Henry Shefflin. He came yes. from nowhere to be manager of Galway, and that's a great boost for Galway. Mm-hmm. To be Christians, will Joe come back now? If anyone brings him back, Henry Shefflin will. Oh, fair question. Fair I question never even thought of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Good if question. anyone, he will make sure. Yeah. Make yeah. No mistake about that. Yeah, but I am looking yeah. forward to Henry Shefflin being, you know, he's been successful at club mm. level. So you know what I mean. You'd see some fellas coming in and they mightn't, but I'd say he'll bring a nice team with him and. But he's cool, he, calm, and collective on yes, the line. Yes, and and you know. Galway always have the potential. There's something there that doesn't yeah. draw them all together, and he might be the very thing. Well, obviously, Willie with, with Brian Cordy showed no signs of leaving the Kilkenny job. There wasn't any opening there anyway. No, no. Well, I suppose, um, and we can finish up on this note, you have Henry Shefflin coming from club management with yeah, Benny Hale. Yeah. Right. I know in fairness he had a good team to take over, but he did bring him to two All-Irelands. And one vote. Yeah, and one vote. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a new inter-county manager, <coughs> and likewise with Andy Morden from Mayo going to Leithrum, um, managing. Uh, kind of, I don't think Andy had much experience managing teams, and he's gone straight mm-hmm. into inter-county management as well. So I think it gives a boost. I heard uh, one of the players from Leithrum talking uh, and at the weekend, and he just said it just created a big buzz in Leitrim to have somebody like Andy Moore. That's great. In. So hopefully, and not hopefully, it was unfortunately for Clare or for other counties, Galway could get a huge lift out of this. Yeah, you know, I think they will. Yeah, you know he's well. Remember Paddy O'Shea years ago with Westmead. You know, yeah, sure. Well, remember Willie? He came to Clare as well. Yeah, yeah. Paddy, mm. he didn't um, go so well, did it? At the time, but just goes to show. Yeah, yeah. But you're looking <coughs> on the football side of it, or talking with managers. I my admiration for Colin Collins has gone up even more. I always admired him when I see the standard of football in Clare that he's able to bring out a Clare senior team and they're able to compete competitively and yeah. and, adjust and and you know acquit themselves very well. Here, here. But, yeah. but look know. at the, look at look at the results of the league this year alone. Yeah, yeah. that right, tells right. you that tells you so own story. Yeah, you're a great man. He's continuing mm. on and hopefully. There's not, he might do a Brian Cody with the Clare footballers because I'd, I'd hate to see what happened if he pulled out. Yeah. Do we have, have that well, to follow? What's the story, Hicks? Will, will he have <coughs> Gary Brennan back this year or has he, is he retired, retired? Did he no, just he, take the he, year out? He, he, no, he's gone. Gone. Retired, now. retired completely now, yeah. Serious footballer. Okay. Yeah. Okay, guys, uh, listen, thanks very much. That was, again, most interesting uh, conversation on all aspects of sport. I hope you, the listeners, enjoyed it. And uh, as for all we have to say at the moment is enjoy your weekend sport. Best to look to all the football teams, all the Holland teams, the Camogie teams out there, rugby and soccer. And uh, please join us again in a few weeks' time for the next edition of Hopping the Ball. 
And for this week's edition, I want to thank Johnny, Pat and Willie again for your absolutely brilliant inputs. And uh, with that, we'll sign off. Slang of all. Mm-hmm.